BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at insperity.com. Sleepers Podcast, Tuesday, August 8th. Welcome to the show. We really need like a sponsor up front card because I always feel awkward opening the show. I'm just like, it's today and we're here. Like most podcasts I listen to are like, welcome to the blank podcast presented by blank blank where you can blank blank and blank. Get your blank now. Like we need some shit like that. I don't know who. Use, use clothes sleepers to get half off blank. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to figure out a blank. We do. I mean, it, there's got to be like some manscape rep or like dude wipes. Uh, there's nothing that we won't promote, by the way. If that's what's deterring you, if something we're saying is saying, oh, no, they won't do that. You're wrong. If you want code sleepers to be get you half off of, I don't know, uh, a lawnmower, we will do that. Just let us know. Also, I'm no economics expert here, but uh, simple supply and demand. I think I understand the basics of that. And uh, there's not a high number to have to beat for us right now. You throw us 10 bucks, give us a $5 Venmo each, and you can be the presenting sponsor of this show until we find something better. Uh, also, I like your backdrop today. For those that are just listening to this, they don't get to see this, but uh, we have a nice new addition in the Elliott room, it looks like. Yeah, we do. Uh, there was a little discussion between me and the wife as far as how this decor kind of fits in this room, you know, I, I don't know if he's like seen that TikTok trend where it's like the wife like has the house all decorated and then like Ken has his like dojo fun house and it's like one area or one desk where all his stuff is. Well, that's the basement for me, but I record upstairs, but I had to get that because Greg, you got that for me, first of all, and it's absolutely fire. So I wanted to have it up. It's very nice. Uh, your Spartan dog energy is through the roof these days, as is a lot of Spartan nations, Spartan dogs for life. We control our destiny. We can uh, propel this program to national championships. It's very exciting times in East Lansing. Exciting times here on the Sleepers Podcast as well. We have a jam-packed show today. A lot of fun stuff to get to. We're going to talk about a couple other uh, preseason games and scrimmages, box scores that have come out. This is one of my favorite times of year. There's just so much funniness to all of these little details that we're learning about these teams. And uh, we're going to talk about your favorite 
recruit, your favorite transfer in college basketball history, Kobe Campbell, a.k.a. Red Mamba. But first, we have 33 comments to get to. And uh, again, if yesterday, yesterday's show was a fun one, a unique one. We had GFED on. Uh, we've made no, um, I don't know, we're, we're very upfront about this. We're recruiting GFED to try to make him a sleepers correspondent. Uh, it culminated in about a six-paragraph essay from me at one in the morning sent via text to GFED last night. So more to come. Hopefully you guys will see his face uh, around this program in the future. But for today, Cart, 33 comments from the comment section. Let's get to them. Gavin Booher says, went on vacation for the end of last week. Got to catch up on some episodes at work today. Super happy to see you guys really gaining some traction. Keep grinding, fellas. Also, Cart's one big thing gave me goosebumps. I am so ready for November. Thank you, first of all. Gavin, Cart, are you excited that you gave a grown man goosebumps? Yeah, I mean that's what that's what that's what I do this for. That's why I load up the mic. That's why I fire up the webcam. That's why I turn on my ring light to get the people going. You've given me goosebumps plenty of times in our lives. Uh, noted thing about you: in all settings, you are one of the elite like speech givers. Like I remember back in like our college going out days, if you were present for like a Friday night, like before we hit the bars, it was like, "Yo, turn the ox down." Carter needs the microphone for 30 seconds. So you're special in that area, my friend. Ryan2985K says this Hogard hype and positivity is killing Greg, and I'm all for it. Uh yeah, it's kind of killing me. I don't know. I'm like you I'm kinda, you you kind of started it though, like two or three uh, two or three episodes ago. You were like, no one's talking enough about AJ before Gavoni even threw out the clip or anything. You kind of led the charge. To be honest, like I, I mean, I I'll just be honest, I'm not an AJ Hogarth fan, obviously. It's not like hurting me to say nice things about him right now. I think I like to think I'm being objective with it. Like I think my criticisms of AJ through his career have usually been true, even if Michigan State fans don't want to admit it. And now I'm saying nice things about him because I think he deserves nice things said about him for the first time in a pretty long time. So uh, hopefully that continues all season long, Michigan State fans. We know we have a very active relationship with how we cover A.J. Hogard. Edward Gonzalez says, hey, guys, uh, I, I made the trip to Madrid for the Illini game. Yes, I'm crazy. Part of the issue, in my opinion, was that they were doing mass rotations in the first half. So it was hard to have any continuity within the group when that happens. In terms of the shooting, it's a small gym with a bad glare. It was tough for us to watch the court. Imagine trying to shoot a three. Finally, it's the first damn game. Let's take a break. They also took a day trip to Toledo that same day, so it wasn't the ideal situation for them to be at their best. Anyways, love the videos, guys. Keep them coming. Edward, first of all, thank you so much for making your way to our comment section. Love that we have someone that was in the gym for this game. You're grinding out there, and I appreciate the insight, my friend. I'd like to talk to you more about what you saw from the Illini in that game. I was just going to say, we're going to have to somehow speak to Edward, maybe like via Twitter DM or group text or something so we can know what's going on in game two. Yeah, we're going to need some film work, Edward. We're going to put you to work, slide in our DMs. Let's figure it out. Kevin Deaton says, Kentucky fan here, but just a huge college basketball fan in general. Glad I've discovered the show and I'm enjoying you guys. Thank you, Kevin. Aside from some distrust in Matt Painter, I think I'm worried about Purdue this year. I can see them pulling a 2019 Virginia and bouncing back from the embarrassment of losing to a 16 and making a run. Uh, we agree. We're, we're pretty in on Purdue, I would say, as a podcast. And we're going to talk a lot more about Purdue later this episode. Reese Williams says, really hope I don't I didn't miss this overview and recap, but I cannot believe you guys didn't comment on the new greatest NIL commercial of all time with Hogard and Holloman hashtag. Now that's a good wiener. <laughs> 
I, I think we already uh, uh, kind of discussed what we feel about that um, <laughs> that NIL deal. The, the one thing I got out of that is, Greg, what do you put on your hot dog? How do you dress up your glizzy? That's what you got out of this? Um, yeah. I, what I got out of this, for the record, I will answer your question, but what I got out of this was that uh, the same day you were worried about getting us canceled for saying pause, AJ Hogart is now the face of Michigan State Athletics saying pause behind the scenes. Uh, great comedic timing there. I I fluctuate between just ketchup or eating a hot dog plain. Mm. No mustard, no relish. No, I'm not a mustard or relish guy. I think both are pretty gross. I uh, I will say this: if it's like a if it's a low quality hot dog, like I'm just stuck eating a hot dog because that's one of the only options. I put ketchup on it. You got to dress it up a little bit. If it's like the 10 out of 10 of hot dogs that are available to me, like I got a hot dog spot here in Kalamazoo, that thing's plain. It's too good. You don't want to ruin that with any ketchup on it. That's crazy. Yeah. As, as I've grown in my glizzy journey as a glizzy gladiator. Um, okay. All right. Relish is something that has been a, a, a well well-received addition. It's great on hot dogs. You should give it a try. You know this. I'm not a big condiments guy in general. It's not It's not necessarily the taste of condiments. It's more the, uh, whatever you call it, the consistency. I don't like wet foods. Take that for what it is. Um, and what is, there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, last thing on this little commercial. It was very funny, but I am enjoying watching Michigan State fans act like they loved this. Like if Michigan had two athletes do this exact thing word for word, y'all would be on our ass about how lame and how horrible it is. So uh, greatly enjoying that dynamic. Seymour, uh, Seymour Butts, you're back. Said had to take a few days off so that Carter didn't catch on to this account being Greg's burner. That's a lie. What are your guys' predictions for all Big Ten second team at the end of the season? I feel like first team is straightforward, but curious what your sleeper picks would be. This is one of my favorite comments ever, Cart. Like, I love people want to know our second team, not our first. That's very us. I love it. Second team is, I mean, okay, so first is like Edie. I think the accept, accepted first is Edie, Tyson, Boo Booey, Terrence Shannon, Jameer Young. Okay. I think that Coleman Hawkins makes a second team this year. I truly believe that. I think that he makes a jump, makes his way into an all Big Ten team. Uh, throw, did you say Jameer Young was first team for you? I would put, yeah. It's a lot of guards, but I think that's the accepted top five right now. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, give me Deshaun Harris Smith, second team. Uh, I feel like I'll be uh, casterized if I don't say AJ Hogarth, but I don't know. Um, uh, AJ, go ahead and throw AJ on the second team, too. And then for the last two, I will go. I know I'm going to be missing people like this because I always do bad in these exercises. But I will go. You know what? Give me Jamison Battle on the second team. Give me I need an Ohio State player on the second team. I know you hate that, but let it rock. Crazy pick. Who do you want me to put Olivier? No, so I I was going through in my head. Bruce Thornton is my first pick. Uh, I think some freshmen will find their way on this team. I don't know who. I'll go Harris Smith, I guess, just because I think that's the most likely. If if Young and Harris Smith are first and second team, Maryland's going to be awesome, by the way. So, like, we keep projecting their players to be. If those guys are actually that good, everybody is asleep on Maryland. My Thornton's Maryland Sox do on nothing but up. Okay, good. 
I like that. Th- Thornton Harris Smith. I think somebody from Purdue makes it. Um, I, I guess I will go Braden Smith, but I don't think it's crazy for like TKR to work his way into that o- conversation. Over Fletcher? Yeah, I think Braden Smith will have the numbers. Braden Smith's going to be like 12, 7, and 5. Like, if they're really, really good, that matters more than Fletcher's 13 points. Um, I think I, Hogard probably belongs because Michigan State's going to be really good. As long as Michigan State's really good, if Hogard puts up the numbers he did last year, he's second team. And then you got one spot left, and it's either like Holman or someone random. Um, I'm going to go wild card. card. I'm going to go Ace Baldwin. Mm, I, I think he's going to have the numbers. I love that pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I might revisit this tomorrow as I, like, go through the teams. And I'm like, I'm going to sit down and give, like, my all Big Ten teams. I'm not an on-the-spot guy, unfortunately. I would, like to, I would like to note that neither of us had a Wisconsin player or even considered a Wisconsin player, and yet there's a lot of people out there that have Wisconsin third in this conference. Let's just keep that in mind. Uh, great question. See more moving on. Steven Pearsall said, my first experience with Sleepers Media was two years ago when you crashed Big Ten Media Days. I've listened to most every episode since then. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Steven. And it's also crazy to look back and realize, like, People actually were paying attention to us that week. I don't think we realized that yet at the time. A uh, question with Illinois looking much the same as last year in the shooting department. Is their defense better on paper this year? Last year, the departed freshman point guards didn't fight through screens and Matthew Meyer chose to play defense about every other game. What do you think, Cart? Uh, I think surface level. Yeah, I think they will be better defensively. Uh, if you're counting Ty Rogers as a point guard, as a point guard of this team, he is better defensively than any point guard option that it was last year. Meyer, for all that he did when he did lock in, he did have his zone out moments. I don't think the players that will be playing that position right now will have those moments. Uh, so, yeah, I do think that you could say defensively you could be uh, better this season. And I'm actually intrigued that maybe Brad will have the option to either like, ba- like basically deploy danger when they're playing like a bigger big man or deploy like Coleman when maybe they got like they want a little more versatility defensively. So I think they got defensive versatility as well. So I would agree with that comment. Me too. I think this could be a really good defensive team. Rogers, Harris, Shannon are all awesome defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coleman is a versatile defender. Dane can't really guard. So you got to like, I, I'm a Dane Danger advocate. I want him on the court a lot. You need the rest of your four to be really locked in defensively. If you're going to play him a lot at center. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a step up. Like for the people that criticize Meyer and be like, it's a step up just by losing him. That might be true on the defensive end, even though he blocked a bunch of shots. He really only had his defensive moments when it was a block shot attempt, because that was a big, loud Matthew Meyer moment. And Matthew Meyer loves big, loud Matthew Meyer moments. Casual Big Ten said great episode as a fellow much less listened to podcaster. I can appreciate how difficult it is to make a show look sound this good. I check in today to comment on how hype the intro song gets me. You may have covered this before, but where is it from? Uh, First of all, shout out Casual Big Ten. We see you on Twitter and uh, respect to anybody who's trying to make content in this space, let alone in the Big Ten world. So I'm a fan of the stuff I've seen from you on Twitter for the record. Note that I. We are aware of you, even if it feels like you don't have the audience you want. You have a reach, my friend. And the music we got from, I forget the exact name of it, but I i found like an instrumentalist maker on just from Google searching a couple of years ago who sold instrumentals that you could use commercially. So I didn't just like rip it 
that we didn't like make it or something. But this guy, like I went through, he has like a hundred beats he's made. I forget his name again. All of them slap. Like every single one of them slap. It, what was the Drake song that we used before we got the instrumental? Oh, it was a Drake instrumental. It wasn't too much, was it? No, it was. Um, it was off one of his more random albums. I can literally hear it. It's like, oh, oh my god, I can hear the song, but I don't remember the words. It's crushing me. That's was it from song. More Life? Was it Do Not Disturb? It was like Miss Making Them Pay. Put them in the hours of did taken away. Back, back not, in the day. That's not more life. What's what is that song though? Until you hear the album, I'm back, back in the way. <laughs> I know the song. Yeah. <laughs> what is oh my god. Hold on, hold up, but I Oh, oh wait, no, a scorpion. Uh uh eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Eight out of ten yeah. was the instrumental. Wow, I'm yes, glad we got them on that. That was heat. <laughs> yeah, I think it's every episode. Started, hold on, hold up, but I used to get so hype. Uh, anyways, thanks for the question, Casual Big Ten. It's good to see you in here. Hope you come back. Brandon Snyder said, if anyone watched Luke Goody play basketball, even though it has been in short spurts over the last two years due to being a freshman and being injured last year, they'd know this kid has all the tools to be successful. I think we agree with that. Brandon Carter's a big Luke Goody fan. Uh, He also says, I live in Illinois, but work for Meridian Health Plan. All my coworkers live in Michigan. A couple coworkers told me about you guys and have loved every minute to uh, you guys since even though you are Wolverines and Spartans. Uh, yeah. Wow. Illinois fans putting aside their biases and loving a Wolverine and a Spartan credit to you, Brandon. You know what? More big 10 fans approach it like that. I think we could all be in arms and be friends. We're just bringing people together car. That's our whole mission here. Uh, shout out to you, Brandon though. Glad you enjoy the show. Ulamog is back. He says, I'll be happy to pay five bucks to get dunked on by Carter. If that means bringing G fed on board. Seriously, can you guys turn on the YouTube membership option or at least open up the merch store? First of all, I just want to say I respect Ulamog so much. He's one of my favorite commenters because he'll go from like killing us one day individually to like a really nice, respectful, well thought out comment. Yeah, I he, love like, he, he, called, he called me off budget Glenn Davis yesterday and now he's like saying I could dunk on him. Like that's just that's just the way it goes. I love Ulamog. Uh, what do you think about like? trying to ask people to contribute financially to support the show some way. We've discussed this in the past, but where's your head at on it right now? Uh, We just want to do it the right way. I feel like, and if we did do it, we'd want to, you know, provide something. So, I mean, we've been in discussion about it. I feel like we want to do something that's well thought out and not like just half-ass like open up and be like, yeah, throw us five bucks. We like want to, you know, that five bucks gets you something special. I don't know. It's, you know, sleepers monthly newsletter or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I think that the truth is we're doing, this is going to sound really douchey, but we're doing so much day to day for free right now. Like it's hard to do much on top that people would have to pay for of the daily episodes. So, that's a little bit of a hurdle. We have had a merch store open and available in the past, albeit when we had a much smaller listenership and it just didn't work that well. We, we had it open and we had to have like a set number of orders just to even make it worth having the store open after a month that wasn't happening anymore. So um, open to thoughts. Appreciate that. There are people that want to support the show. That's the most important thing here, but we are very careful to make sure we want to do that the right way. And if anybody has ideas on what the right way is, uh, I'd love input on that. Like 
if, if someone has something they want us to do that we're not doing that they would pay for, holler at us because especially as college football comes here, we want to create content around that that may not be available in podcast form that maybe you could pay for and we could make it available. I know more than you says I can't take much from one Spain game without the mask. Illinois defense could be elite this year. They have the size, length, and depth to handle any matchup. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair outlook. We talked about that yesterday. You can see the video there. Aiden Tree says, I need to shout out Tum Tum for beating Hunter Dickinson. Really warms my heart. Did that warm your heart, Cart? No. You're not a Tum Tum guy. No. Tum Tum was <laughs> I love Tum Tum for what he did for the university, and I love that everyone loved him, but like Tum Tum just wasn't that good, man. One thing I've learned, you do turn your back on the dogs once they leave the kennel. No, I don't. I just look, you don't like start. Cormac. You don't like Pierre Brooks. You don't like Tom Tom. You have such a list of Spartan dogs that I got you no problem. I have no problem with not liking Tom Tom. I have problems with people treating Tom Tom like he's in the upper echelon of Michigan State point guards. Yeah, like someone, some idiot out there said he was better than Tyson Walker. Can you believe that? Absurd. Wyatt Robinson says, I know Harris played well, but as Greg said, we need shooting. That's why I feel it will be tough for Harris uh, with healthy Goody Damask and Quincy. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but I, I honestly think Harris does so much right now. Uh, it was one game, but I think he can do that every game. That like, I would lean into being a better defensive team and having one to two spots to shoot, not saying we need shooting at every single position. Jacob Anderson says, who are your top three favorite coaches? Not necessarily the best coaches in the Big Ten, but your favorites. What do you got, Cart? In Just in the Big Ten? Mm -hmm. Top three uh, favorites. Okay, no order here. Holtman. You do love Holtman. It's hilarious. <laughs> Holtman. Underwood and Juwan. Wow, I can't believe Juwan made that respect though. Um I like I like I told you I like Juwan. Like I just I I get the I get the Juwan like allure and like wanting to play for Juwan. I think it'd be really cool to play for him. Um you know, obviously results haven't lined up as that, but like Juwan the coach himself, I like him and I want to like my head coach. I like that. Um, I'll go Brad Underwood for sure. Matt Painter for sure. I would say those are my two guys right now. Um, outside of that, it's kind of hard to defend some of the coaches in this conference. I would not think about Jawan Howard being on that list for a second. Uh, I no Izzo. No comment. Um, I'm in between Holtman and Steve Peichel for my third. I, I'll leave my, my Pykel allure starting to wear off a little bit. As he gets the top two recruits in the country, that's a bad time to sell your Pykel stock. Well, I, it, I just, I'm not going to be all in if he's got them running that 1960s peach basket offense. Yeah, it's, it's rough. I'll go Holtman. I'll stick with Holton. We're rooting for Chris Holman. Uh, Ultra Rudy, the boxer says probably your best show yet. Thank you, Rudy. Tyler Simon. Great to see him in the comments. As Lansing Legends got to stick together. Hope G-Fed teams out. We hope that as well, T. Riley Love says, what are your picks for an all-names team? Dane Danger has to be a shoot-in. Oh, 100%. And Danger Zone is maybe the top five nickname in college basketball. I still love, like, Doug McDaniel. The fact that my point guard is a five foot ten man named Doug McDaniel, D-U-G, will never get old to me. I love it so much. Yeah. And also, like, his actual first name is fire, too. Like, Nasir McDaniel. It's incredible. 
yeah, th those got to be the first picks right now. Uh, we could probably make a, a longer team, though. That would be fun. I'm going to try to fly through the rest of these comments, Car, because we do have three segments to get to today. Uh, Alec Wall says, I think Illinois will be a slightly better three-point shooting team than last year, but being better than 30% from three is far from being a good shooting team. That's fair. I probably use a little hyperbole when I uh, talk about how Illinois fans have said they're going to be better at three, but I just got so many mentions being like, we're, we're clearly better. Like no, you're really not like Ty Rogers is in your rotation. You're going to be a worse shooting team. As long as he's on the floor, Tanner Hessling said, I think Illinois team will be better next season with the core. Uh, what do you think? We will talk about Illinois a ton. We did talk about Illinois a lot yesterday. I would encourage you to go back and watch that video. Um, we're not going to spend too much time on that today. Sorry, Tanner. Michael Mann says, sounds like Walgreens lady and Illinois fans have a lot in common. Honestly, yeah, there's a decent chance she... Actually, she strikes me more as an Iowa fan. Truly. She was she was a little like comfortable and high maintenance in her flawed ways. That's not... Devil McCaffrey in her. Yeah, definitely. Steve Dunn said, more Tyson slander as we get 15 minutes dedicated to Hogarth's NBA prospects. JK, for real... Uh, curious if the Big Ten expansion will have an impact on conference tourneys. I mean, it, it's going to like I, everything's just going to look different. Like conference tournaments will be fun. The format's going to have to be different because there's too many teams in it. Um, but unless they really split up into like two separate factions of it, it's not going to feel overly different than whenever the Big Ten tournament is. Other than it's probably going to be in Staples Center in L.A. at one point, and that'll be interesting to say the least neil stuckey says overall not a great game for illinois based on the box score but it's nothing more than a glorified scrimmage um yeah i think that was mostly our takeaway other than concerns about point guard we're shrugging off the shooting but point guard's scary spartan ag says i think aiken's athleticism alone puts some head and shoulders above fletch aiken's lockdown defense too can't agree cart you backtrack yeah. that statement it, well, I, I feel like when I was answered the question at first, I was talking about more so how they relate to their team, I guess. Um, but I still think it's closer than people think. Like, yes, Jaden is better athletically and on the defensive end, but like Fletch is pretty damn good offensively, and he could be just as good a shooter as uh, as Aikens is. So it's closer than you think. Um, I think I would retract my statement. I would pick Jaden as far as being a better player, but like it's a lot closer than people think. That's all I'll say. I agree with that take for the record. I took D Rose's SAT says the NCAA tournament's TV agreement expires in 2032. When that expires, would you guess that the Big Ten SEC leave the NCAA and run their own tournament or the NCAA continues until the ACC is dead? Uh, I I don't think anybody ever leaves the NCAA unless it's just like a sports specific thing where like somehow college football is like we're just separate from this entire entity but um there's too much money involved with the ncaa and they will figure it out like it would it would be disastrous if the big 10 was like we're gonna go live golf ourselves from college sports <laughs> like please don't no pl please don't do that macon jones says the people greg mentioned tweeting the msu could have three all-americans need to be checked on uh i agree but I swear they're real. I promise. You can probably search and find it. Keith Johnson says, GFED interview was fun, but I don't understand why you are trying to throw him a bag and join the sleepers. Seems more like an occasional guest than anything. Maybe save the bag for getting someone like DK on weekly during the season. Appreciate uh, that opinion, Keith. Um, any thoughts? Any thoughts, Carter? Should we go into that? Or what do you think? I know my dog, Keith, is Spartan, and he just wants a little bit more green Kool-Aid mixed into the episode and dk is definitely where we could get that at but we we don't need that one first of all we did add dk 
get prepared for three hour to four hour episodes <laughs> every single day because we we cannot talk hoop for just an hour. It never happens. So yeah. I, I think uh, no, I think it'd be a little too much Michigan State, you know, slappiness going on in that. Okay, which is not bad, but I'd like to keep a little bit more objectiveness involved. Yeah, D- DK is very fun to bring on the show. We love DK. He's a great friend and just a great person to do content stuff with. Um, I think if we were to strategically try to bring someone under the sleepers umbrella, we're looking for someone who is doing stuff that is very different from what we're doing. Not that DK is doing the same stuff, but we play in the same world of like, we watch basketball, we analyze basketball, we make content about it. And um, we view G fed as someone who would bring a lot to the table separate from that. So uh, but appreciate that. I ask people to give feedback negative, positive, and um, it's good to know what one of our listeners thinks. Thanks, Keith. Turney J35 says you save Greg because he's lighter. <laughs> Is that the move if we're both that's hanging off Cliff? That's definitely the, that's definitely facts. I am lighter, uh, especially now, especially eight weeks after eight weeks ago. That that's moving in the right direction, my friend. User and a bunch of numbers says, I don't think you guys are going to the coaches classic. The cheapest tickets in the nosebleed seats are three hundred dollars a piece. Uh, first of all, it's the champions classic, not the Clo- coaches classic. Second of all, we would ideally not be paying for these tickets, car. We would ideally have a little thing around our neck. That's uh, that's the only way we do it now. It's like flying private, you know. One time you're like, eh, I, yeah, I just don't really want to fly Spirit anymore. I need my credentials. Yeah, not to not to flex, but that would be the if we go to that, it would be because we have a credential opportunity. Clayton Lee says, didn't know Illinois Iowa is a big rivalry. That's because the press only loves Duke, North Carolina. Yeah. I maybe. I don't know. I just don't think like Iowa is ever going to be taken seriously in a rivalry. Like if your rival's Iowa, you need a new rival. <laughs> you just can't hype that up. You 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 just can't. Yeah. Um but Illinois, Illinois needs more rivals, I would say. I just, I assumed it was like Northwestern, honestly, because Chicago, but. Yeah. Uh, also, on. before we move on from this comment, just because I promised I would, Clayton, I will watch Blackhawk Down. I saw your IGDM. I promise I will watch it probably in the next coming weeks. I know I haven't seen it. I know it's bad. I will watch Blackhawk Down. You have my promise, and I'll give you my review once I do. Final comment. Nate Rhodes says, hopefully Hogarth and the entire MSU team can have that consistency Cart was talking about. That will be their biggest downfall. Also, for a Big Ten podcast, you guys only really talk about three teams. Are there no other programs doing anything at this time? Is that why? Uh, well, we lean heavily into Illinois because they're fun and dramatic and a content machine. We talk about Michigan, Michigan State because they are our teams. We talk about Purdue a decent amount, too, because they're really, really good. We're going to talk about Purdue today, and I think we do at least one segment on them per week right now. Outside of that, it really takes a team doing something notable. And no offense, but there hasn't been much. <laughs> uh, this comment came at exactly the right time. Please wait for my one big thing later. Oh, I like it. Okay. Thank you, comment section. Another fantastic day. appreciate all the thoughtful uh, nature of these and even the praise and the jokes, all of that. We really have a versatile comment section. Let's get into it today, Card. Three topics. Let's start with Michigan's newest Recruit Kobe Campbell, aka Red Mamba, the infamous superstar from North Idaho, cart where he scored 17 points per game as a freshman on a team that went 28 and one. He shot 52% from three as well. 52% from three on the season. He took a lot of attempts. I watched the film. Uh, still, this is a Juco kid. Yes, it's a good Juco team. It's a Juco kid 
who has no serious interest from anybody at the level of Michigan other than Michigan. Should Michigan be even wasting their time considering bringing Kobe Campbell into the fold? I mean, probably just based off just shooting alone, like you said, like you can't argue with the 52%, but like also we don't need to sugarcoat this and act like you guys are just getting some great, you know, player. Uh, He's a body. He's can shoot the ball, but like, I think the the comment about like him being maybe a Duncan Robinson type player from for Michigan is just asinine. Like it's just not a comparison. Um, but like I mean, he could shoot the ball. You know, our JUCO sources even uh, confirms to us though that they don't play in the best league and things like that. Uh, so just just know that, and we do have JUCO sources. Uh, uh, but also. For me personally, when I do evaluate JUCO kids, I like tend to lean towards the kids that are like athletically, they fit the profile, physically, they fit the profile. This kid doesn't really do that. He's an undersized two guard who can shoot and he's an under the rim athlete. So I just don't see that translating uh, to like Big Ten high major basketball. Yeah. Um, I have a running joke or a running trope of when Michigan or any team is evaluating bringing a transfer into the fold and it's an up transfer kid. I always just love to say like, anytime you can bring the fourth best player from the seventh best team in the swack, you have to do it. Like that's, that's just my joke because more often than not guys that have to climb up a huge level and play a big role for a team fail. They just do like, sometimes it works. Sometimes you get Sule boom. Other times it doesn't. 90% of the time it doesn't work. And uh, it, that's one thing when you're coming up from a mid-major level. It's a whole other thing when you're coming from one of the weaker conferences at a lower division of college basketball. Kobe Campbell, I, I said this yesterday. It's true. I don't care if Carter laughs. He can shoot the piss out of the ball. He, it, it like, just a, here's the ball. You're in a gym. Shoot the ball. I think he shoots as well as the best college basketball shooters at the division one level in the country at just wide open. Here's the ball. Shoot it. You have to be able to get your shot off in the big 10. You have to have speed size athleticism. You have to be able to guard your position. Like none of those things are proven. And I'm not going to say he can't do them, but I'll be shocked if he can do them. Okay. This is a small kid uh, that is not really even like a point guard, point guard, He's just a bucket. And it look, it, as someone who's watched lower level basketball, you played it in college. Like I've coached high school basketball. If this was a kid who was on one of the teams I coached or on a team that I came to watch you play on in college, like he's my favorite player ever. I can't get enough of him. He's red Mamba. It's so fun. And he's a bucket. There's a difference between all of that world and the big 10 and expecting Kobe Campbell to put on a Michigan uniform and ever even step foot on the floor in a rotation is a pretty optimistic outlook, much less be Duncan Robinson. If he if he was 6'5, I could find like a sliver of excitement. The fact that he's 6'2, maybe. And the fact that he's 6'2 and he looks smaller on film is also not a bad, not a good sign. It's I just don't see it, you know, see it happening. Uh did it, you watch the film? Have, huh? Did you watch the film? Yeah, I did. I watched uh, Davis posted uh, the the Red Mamba compilation. I the film's like I, I, the film's fun, at least. Like I said, like I'm throwing it all away because I know what the competition is. But like, 
it's fun D2 film, at least, right? Like, it's he's got a really pretty shot. It's a lot of, like, fadeaway shit. He's shooting shots from seven feet behind the three-point line. And the shot's pure. Like uh, We would probably, in some world, fall in love with Kobe Campbell, the number the starting point guard for the number 14 seed, Vermont Catamounts. Yes. We would fall yes. in love with that player. Not, which, not obvious. <laughs> which I think is genuinely notable. It's notable that those type of schools aren't even after him. Right. Like if if this was actually a maybe he's Duncan Robinson, there are mid majors that are trying to bring this kid in to be the face of their team. That's not happening. Like the the latest update in the Kobe Campbell, quote unquote, recruitment is that his other options are going to USC upstate or back to North Idaho. That doesn't scream this kid's going to break out. So I'm pretty sure USC upstate won seven games last season. Listen, man, if Michigan loses a recruit to USC upstate, it's time to really reevaluate things. Uh, I have not heard. I don't believe Michigan has offered him yet, by the way. He came in on his visit and uh, the reports after like he was telling people the visit was fantastic. I think the moment Michigan offers him, he would commit. They haven't offered. So I don't know what Juwan Howard saw. Maybe that changes. Maybe he calls him today and offers. He didn't get the or offer maybe, on the visit. Or maybe they're literally just keeping him on the back burner because there is a couple grad transfer kids that might try to get into the portal last minute. And then if you don't get anybody, you tell him, come on, we got a spot. <laughs> or, I mean, maybe they wanted him as a preferred walk-on and he's like, nah, give me the scholarship. I don't know. There's a lot to play out here. Um, end of the day, Cart, you can laugh at me if you want. End of the day, I hope Kobe Campbell ends up in a Michigan uniform. And I will not expect him to ever set foot on the floor. Like I'm, I'm perfectly content. He's the 13th guy for as long as he's in Michigan. I think he's a fun practice player. If he gets in in garbage time, it's a fun player to watch in garbage time. Um, and end of the day, I fall in love with shooters, man. Like say what you want, but that film, like those, those were not just catch and shoot wide open threes. I can't believe this kid shot 52% given the shot attempts that he's taking in the film. Like, like those are shots from all over the place, like falling away. Like I, th- I can't believe he shot fifty percent. It's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, good player. Okay, let's move on. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of material if Kobe Campbell ends up at Michigan and God forbid finds his way into an Andrew Dockage spot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> should we talk about Purdue? Let's talk about Purdue. So they had their scrimmage. They had their like alumni weekend. Uh, and it looked really fun from what we heard. We heard it was a great time from the people we've talked to that were there. Rafael Davis in particular was there, as was like Robbie Hummel, a lot of the players from the past few years, Dakota Mathias, Ryan Smith, all these guys. They played the alumni game first. It looked like there was a lot of fans in the arena as well. Like Purdue basketball is really thriving as a community right now. Probably makes sense because there's nothing else to do. You can't go get a beverage at 1 p.m. on a Saturday in West Lafayette. So um, we'll we'll see here. But the more important thing is they scrimmaged. They rolled the ball out and played basketball after that. And Zach Eady did not play. Ethan Morton did not play. That one's notable for a certain reason. There was a lot of buzz positively on a lot of guys on this Purdue team, though, which maps with our hyping of them right now. The first name I would mention is TKR, Kaufman Wren. From what I heard and saw and read on the box score, He's going to be great, Cart. And I think he's going completely under the radar. He was a high-profile, prestigious recruit that I think a lot of people expected to be like a three-year starter for Purdue. And he's just been forgotten about because Zach Eady's still here. Like, if Zach Eady was gone, 
we're talking Kaufman Ren breakout all Big Ten season this year. And instead, we're talking like, okay, how much is he going to play? How does he fit in? Well, man, last year, he really played backup five for Purdue. This year, I think he's going to play the four a ton cart. Like, I, I think this kid has added stuff to his game. He's shooting threes. He made a three in the scrimmage. He's doing stuff from the perimeter. He's breaking guys down off the dribble. I see a totally different player than we did last season. And I see a piece that really could help Purdue this season. What do you think? You think, you think playing over first? From what I'm seeing, Cart, and from what I'm hearing from people I trust, I think he's going to take first spot this year. I really do. And honestly, not. I really think that'd work out well for Purdue because one thing I think Purdue has in their favor, like first, Morton, those guys strike me as guys that if Painter was like, hey, this guy's playing extremely well, we're going to bring you off the bench, they'd be like, yes, coach, yes, coach Painter, let's do it, let's win, let's do everything for Mackie, I love Robbie Hummel. Like, they're they're doing that. Um you know, Why are those the guys the guys you named that would do that? Because I I can just tell. Why Why can you tell? Just just Ethan Morton and Caleb and oh, let's throw Brian Waddell in there. No, well, okay, for, uh, I see what you I see what you're doing here, but also I feel like Caleb first was in those situations last year when like they would put Gillis over him or like there'd be games where first only played like ten minutes or something yeah. like that. His minutes weren't always consistent, but what I will say is that you know it be it would. I'll use this word. It would behoove Purdue to make sure that TKR gets his minutes this year, because in a world of college basketball where tampering is absolutely out of control and guys can get unhappy and leave, there's a world where someone gets in his ear and they're like, look, you don't got to deal with this. Like you can be, you can be that guy. You don't have to play in the shadows of all these other guys. You can be that guy for us. Uh, but I think it'd be a great development for Purdue. Uh, I've, you know, you talk about guys making jumps from freshman to sophomore year. You got to think TKR missed his whole first season by basically redshirting because he was injured. So last year he was basically a freshman. Guys take that jump going to that sophomore year. So he can be one of the guys who can make that jump. And, you know, the box score was impressive. The things I've seen from the highlights were impressive. So it's definitely a good development for Purdue. We've been leading the Purdue hype train and my first impression of this team from the highlights I saw the little bit of film I saw and reading the box score. I think this went about as good as you could have possibly hoped for like a preseason scrimmage as a whole. The team shot 38% from three 12 for 32. Uh, the shooting was a huge question for them last year. It's a lot of the same guys back. Well, they shot it better in game one. You had a lot of guys make threes in this game. Fletcher lawyer was three for four. Mason Gillis was two for six. Kaufman Wren hit a three. Uh, Cameron Hyde hit a three Lance Jones, the transfer, like everybody kind of was forgetting about Lance Jones and acting like Purdue didn't bring a transfer in because last year's transfers didn't really work out great. Lance Jones was three for six from three, five for 10 from the floor in this game, finished with 13 points. Like to me, like it's about, I've said it all season. They don't need anything crazy new to happen to be awesome. Last year's team was awesome. Just bringing everybody back alone was going to mean this Purdue team's really good. But you can't just write Purdue off because of who they were last season because this year's team is a different group. And the the reasons they're a different group to me are already shining, Cart. Like Lance Jones made a bunch of threes in this game. That's new. Kaufman Wren is a totally different guy. He finished with 14 points, uh, or no, 13 points, five rebounds, two assists, and a three in this game. That's brand new for them at the four. Miles Colvin is popping off the screen with athleticism. Like he didn't have the most productive game in the scrimmage, but 
Uh, he's just capable of doing things that Ethan Morton and the guys at the three last season were not. So you have to take all of this as a really, really good sign that Purdue is going to exceed even the level of production they got last season from a team that won two championships and was a one seed. Yeah, they also played the Purdue alumni. No, they didn't play the alumni. They played each other. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, this was a scrimmage of playing each other, which was a competitive scrimmage because this team has 11 dudes looking for a spot. Well, there goes my hate angle because I was trying to kill the Purdue hype just a little bit. I feel like I was hyping them up just a little bit too much and not talking enough about how Michigan State had a photo shoot and Tyson Walker took a photo with his dog and Cohen Carr's wearing 55. So whatever you got to get going down there, Mackie, make it happen because we're doing what we got to do on this side. If you want me to play skepticism angle here, 90% of the tweets during the scrimmage that I saw from Purdue fans that were like gassing up excitement were about Miles Colvin. Miles Colvin finished the scrimmage two for seven from the floor, 0 for two from three with four points and two rebounds. They haven't seen someone that they haven't seen someone that athletic in that position in so long that it just it it you know it probably put them in the shell shock. Yeah, I was texting our our boys from Braggs and Stands a little bit, just like not hating, but just like guys, come on, like I'm I'm shocked that all the hype is on Colvin and that's the number. Like I was expecting the box score to come out. And he had 15 points like, like Kaufman Ren did Kaufman Ren should be the story here as the breakout guy, not a, a guy who had four points. Heidi uh, or Hyde. I'm sorry. We still got to figure out how to pronounce his name. 11 rebounds in this game cart. Like the, the rumors on him all summer were like, he just flies around. He's crazy. There's a video that went around of him, like diving into the front row in the scrimmage. So maybe it's right. Maybe we shouldn't shrug off the, the hide height. Cause he's like just a, a banger wing that got 11 rebounds in the scrimmage. Yeah. Also hashtag hide height works. It does work. So, all right. Uh, does end of the day, does this change any of your feelings on Purdue? We've said yeah, they're what, a final like, four team. So like, yeah, like what like um, what more what more can I say? That's all, I'm I'm a little I'm I'm done talking about like Purdue being the top five team and being like really great. Like we get it. That it is what it is. It changes one thing for me, and I'm not done. I'm gonna keep talking about that every day for the record. So you're stuck. Uh it changes one thing for me. The best team in the country is whichever team shoots better this season between Purdue and Kansas. That's my official take. And that's a great segue into the next team we're gonna talk about, the Kansas Jayhawks. I just said it. <laughs> I'm saying it again because we're about to clip it. I think the best team in the country is whoever shoots better between Kansas and Purdue. Purdue shot well in their scrimmage against each other. They have to go on their overseas trip, so we'll see if that stays. Uh, Kansas has had some poor shooting games. Then they've had some good shooting games in this overseas trip. We've seen more of Kansas than we've seen more of, or uh, than we've seen of the other elite teams in this country. Uh, their latest game card, they lost to the Bahamas team that actually played Buddy Heald and Eric Gordon, both 20 minutes in this game. They lost by six points, Cart, to a team that had two NBA guys starting on it. And some uh, good college and, players, too. AJ Storr was on that team. Yeah, and Dewan Harris was the story, man. 35 minutes, 10 for 14 from the floor, 3 for 7 from 3, 23 points, 5 steals, and uh, it even got a Carter Elliott tweet about hyping – Dewan Harris. Yeah, because I, I think that anyone who's listened to Sleepers in the past, I've been a very vocal critic of Dewan Harris and what he does kind of to hold back Kansas in my eyes. 
And I think he's kind of just reached at a point where he's played so many games and he knows he has the ability to take a step to raise the level of this team. And I see him doing that this year. He's going to be in the, the upper echelon of point guards in all of college basketball this year, in my eyes, with what he can do passing. I think he's going to show a little bit more scoring. Uh, Kevin McCullers' stat line from this game was eye-popping as well. I think believe he had 15 or 17 points, uh, eight rebounds to go along with seven assists. Um, people, including myself, have, I think, undersold the fact that they got him back. I think he's a great piece, a great blue guy for that team. I think he's going to be huge. And I'm buying Kansas as a shooting team, especially if guys like Artario Morris and Elmarco Jackson can shoot the ball well, which I would bank that they will. So, I, you know, this Kansas team is the best team in the country to me. Um, and if we're doing the whole which team will shoot better, you know, come March or come towards the end of the season, you know, my bet would go on Kansas Jayhawks being that team that can shoot the ball better than Purdue. I want to correct myself because last week I came on this program and said that my hot take was Kentucky is better than Kansas. And I'm probably going to get some hate for this, some shit for this, for being flip-floppy. I've seen enough Kansas to know I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> Kansas is better than Kentucky. The difference here, like it, Kentucky is a bunch of kids that we hope are really good. We think are really good. We know are really good. Fine. They're kids. Kansas is grown ass men cart. Like, and we've said it time and time again in this era of college basketball age wins. You know, what's interesting though, cart is Kansas might be the first team to really do this at an elite level. They have age and they have elite talent. I don't think yeah. we've seen that in this era, right? Like last and, a, and an elite and an elite coach. Last year's Final Four teams were just a bunch of old teams. Like <laughs> they better pray to God the old team that is also really talented doesn't show up, and that's Kansas to me right now. Like, and Dickinson's a big part of that, man. As much as I want to troll him and make jokes, like it, it, if Dickinson can just show up and be what he is without needing to lead a team and propel them forward. Like you're going to get 19 and six from him every single night with four assists, which is what he did in this game. Like he does that in his sleep. And Dewan Harris is the key to me because I've said all season, I think he needs to be the guy on this team because it takes that pressure off Hunter and he's capable of it. His box scores in their first scrimmages were not this man. Like it, it was zero for four from the field. And last season, he was bipolar. Let's just call it what it is. I shouldn't say that word. I've gotten people comment me on that. I, I shouldn't use that term. He was back and forth, right? He was up and down, okay? Um, I, he he can be this every game to me. I need to see that. Like, he's not going to score 25 every game, but, like, he needs to be aggressive and hunt his shot and not just be a table setter. And I think this Kansas team needs that. Arterio Morris didn't play in this game. The fact that Arterio Morris went off and was their best player a couple of days ago, now he's sitting out, and they still almost beat a team with Buddy Heald and Eric Gordon. Like this is, I'm it's, sorry, it's, it's crazy impressive. It's it, right now to me, it's Purdue and Kansas at the top, and like I said, I think whichever team shoots better from three is the team that is the best team in the country because it, even in this game card, they shot seven for twenty six from three. They weren't making threes. And they almost beat this team with a bunch of good college players and NBA guys on it. It should scare the rest of the country. Um, I think I trust Purdue to make threes more than I trust Kansas still. Like we haven't seen like the Nick Timberlake go off game yet. We haven't really seen like like even McCullers being great. He's not making shots. So 
I think that's still a little fear, but man, it probably doesn't matter. This could be a year where I complain about Kansas shooting all season long. And then Kansas just like cakewalks to a national title shooting seven for 30 from three, every game. (laughs) That's a world that's very possible. Yeah. It might, might not matter at all. Okay. Uh, Shout out Kansas. So official top of the polls from you right now, Kansas is one. Can give me like a tier level two. Is Kansas alone in a tier at the top for you now? Uh, no, I will not say that. I still think like my top four are on the same tier or top three. Okay. So like, give me Kansas, give me Purdue. Kansas, Purdue, like Duke and State, I think are the four teams that I have like on that same level. Those are like the final four teams. Okay. As of now. Kansas won though. Okay, I'm going tier one, best teams in the country, Kansas 1A, Purdue 1B. Tier two, super effing talented, maybe it works teams, Duke and Kentucky. Tier three, loaded teams that have a mix of talent and vets, Michigan State, and I'm adding a surprise in cart. I'm adding UConn to the mix. I like those tiers. I like UConn's pieces too. Klingon, Castle. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my tiers. All right. Let's do our one big thing presented by Bigby. Bigby, uh, where you don't get this coffee I'm holding right now. This is not a Bigby coffee. As you can see, it's half drank. If this was a Bigby coffee, it would be completely drank, like my coffee was yesterday during that episode. This is gross to me. I don't like this coffee, Cart. What's your one big thing today? My one big thing is for the folks that brought up that the fact that we don't talk about the rest of the Big Ten, I am upping my Maryland stock, okay? I, what we talked about, me and you have spoken about, like, Jameer Young and Sean Harris-Smith and Julian Rees, and, we, like, we have, we have belief in this Maryland team to be really, really good this year. On their overseas tour, the guys like Jamie Kaiser, the freshman that I spoke about, the sharpshooter, shot the ball extremely well, was active defensively, was doing some other things as well that I necessarily didn't know he had to his game. If he's playing like that and Deshaun Harris-Smith is playing like that, this Maryland team is going to be extremely dangerous. They really are. Jameer Young in his second year in the Big Ten is going to be one of the best guards in the Big Ten. We cannot sleep on this Maryland team. And it might pain me a little bit to say this, but as much Ohio State stock as I love to buy, I think I'm currently putting Maryland above Ohio State with what I've seen just as far as the scrimmages and things like that. Now that could change, you know, Ohio state hasn't like made their overseas trip or whatever. But my one big thing is that the Maryland Terrapins, 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 Terps are here. It's not the Terrapins. It's the Terrapins. So I said it right the first time, right? You did. I'm just so used to making mistakes. It was a great monologue. Uh, I think we need to talk about Kaiser at some point this week. He has been awesome by all accounts. And I'm glad you're on board because uh, I've had Maryland pretty much at three all offseason, all summer, them in Ohio State to me. I think you're right. Maryland looks a step ahead until we see what Ohio State looks like. But they they can contend, man. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Harris, Smith, and Kaiser are as good as we think they are. I would not be surprised at all if this team is like a top 10 team in the country. So good for the Big Ten that they're emerging as well. Uh, and also people acted like losing Hakeem Hart was going to matter. That means absolutely nothing to me. Like, I, I'm kind of glad he's gone. I want Harris, Smith, and Kaiser playing 30, 32 minutes a night. And uh, Hakeem Hart was not a needle mover, even if people wanted to pretend he was. Uh, my one big thing today, Cart, going to show my versatility here 
as a content creator and as a content consumer. I want to give my thoughts and prayers to uh, a couple, a couple members of Bachelor Nation. Caitlin and Jason have broken up. It's a tragic breakup. Uh, one of everybody's favorite couples in Bachelor Nation, Caitlin Bristow, former Bachelorette, uh, has been with Jason for years. Their dogs, Pino and Ramen. Don't worry, I've been assured they are still going to be co-parented together. They're not going to break up the dogs. But uh, very disappointing to see this engagement called off and uh, a formal, formal departure from each other because, man, they were a great couple. I, I I guess I echo that sentiment. I'll one day get back into The Bachelor, but ever since Matt James embarrassed me by picking the racist white woman, I just haven't been able to go back in. You picked the worst possible season to be introduced to. The, like you That's literally what happened. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know the black guy was going to pick the racist white girl. <laughs> like, yeah, like That was crazy. Uh, that doesn't normally happen. But anyways, um, all right. <laughs> Good show today. Fun show. Wait, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I know you got to go, but one last thing. The funniest thing about it is, like, I see Matt James on TikTok, and, like, he does, like, these food reviews around New York. I see him on FYP, and, like, people comment, like, yeah, that's great. The fries are good, but, like, we didn't forget, <laughs> like, what you did. <laughs> like, people don't forget, man. I, I appreciate that for the record. That's what's up. Um, all right. Good show today, Cart. Appreciate you. You brought your A game. Shout out to the comment section. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Sleepers Podcast. Have a great day, everybody. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, Kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.